1: to this week's episode of The Fade Route with D and Z. I am D, and we have so much to talk with you about tonight. Naomi Osaka gets heckled, the Yankees and the Braves get better, and our good friend Danny Butler joins us on the in-route to discuss the NCAA tournament. But we begin today's show with baseball's back and in Woo! fine form. Rob Manfred and Tony Clark heard our podcast last week, and they got a deal done the next day. Opening day is set for April 7th, and we will get 162 games. What do you like and dislike about the new Labor Agreement Z?
0: Well, I'm glad that baseball's back. So there's that. But as I'm looking through this, there's a lot more I don't like than what I do. As far as what I do like, I do like that there will be a draft lottery, right? So that way, you don't have the Orioles or the Astros situation from years back where they're actively tanking to get multiple number one picks. I think it is long overdue that a draft lottery was instituted. And granted, the top three teams, the three worst teams, I should say, have the highest Percentage, the highest probability. So, you know, you still have a shot if you stink. But at the same time, like it could end up being that the ninth worst record gets the number one pick. And you know what? I'm fine with that. It really discourages how business has been going. And I think that is important. The other thing that I do really like as well is that they are. They're considering the international draft. They're extending that time period. They're really going to talk about it. If they institute an international draft, which, which I think is great. I think it's a great idea for the international draft. It allows the best players to go to the teams that need them the most. Rather than the team that can afford them. And we're going to talk about Seiya Suzuki in a little bit later, but uh, something like that. The draft pick compensation completely, the qualifying offer goes, like we loo- you don't have to worry about that anymore. You know, at that point, it's been a formality that they just up oh, reject the qualifying offer and they go to free agency. Or you accept the qualifying offer and it's a one-year, like, what, $19 million contract. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, international play, uh, not again, but at least they're, they're talking more about the World Baseball Classic. I'm, I'm all for that. The World Baseball Classic always seems to entertain. Um, I don't like the fact that they're considering playing international games again. You got a London game because, you know, it works so well, so well for football that we're going to keep doing it in baseball as well they're in 2025 they're going to be playing on the side on the uh, the shores of the Champs-Élysées they're going to play in Paris baby that's very interesting but i don't necessarily think that's going to help grow the game you have the DH is universal i think i've made myself very clear about how i feel about that i'm not a fan of the universal DH service time manipulation they're working on that which is fine but at the same time ultimately clubs are going to do what they're going to do and all uh, you know all in all it's just like a lot of meh here
1: it's trash it's straight trash it's trash i don't like any of it i don't like the dh in the national league Can't i don't stand like it. more playoff teams we go to 12 teams making the playoffs larger bases possibly in 2023 a pitch clock possibly in 2023 banning the shift possibly in 2023 where you have to have two fielders on each side of the infield I like the elimination of seven inning double headers but that yeah. was that was crap from the beginning and the ghost runners in extra innings I hate sponsors on the patches on the jerseys and helmets hate it That is such minor league. That is such Bush league. I hate that the NBA does it. And I hate, I hate, I hate that baseball has decided to to sink to that level. We're going to have sponsors and advertisements on helmets and jerseys. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. They say I hated it.
0: Uh, You might have mentioned
1: it once. I I like how players can not be optioned to the minors more than five times in a season that i do like and i think that was i think that's fair i like the luxury tax penalties um the dra- i mean I, you were mentioning earlier about draft i mean drafts a crapshoot anyway in baseball it's not like football where you know what you're gonna get right away it, there's 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 i think number one picks in baseball and football and or top 10 picks in football turn out a lot better than in baseball same thing for f- basketball so i really don't know if that's gonna really stop people from tanking and and, and you know what the the astros might have done it but they rose to glory they won a championship and you know what why what was anybody care about that
0: um sorry so, i'm banging on my garbage can i'm so sorry about that that's my apologies yeah
1: so that's, I mean, that's how I feel if if, tie, if the Tigers and if now, what, the, the Reds want to tank and get players for 162 games, uh, let them.
0: I don't know about that. I mean, if, if the rules were instituted when a guy like, say, Jason Dominguez was available, like, he would have ended up most likely on the Orioles. Now, chances are he'd already be playing in the big leagues, and you couple that with the new service time, new service time regulations, they could have him for a lot longer. And if he's good, he could stick for a very long time. So it's one of those things that the gun shy Yankees aren't going to bring up their players, but at the same time, what do you real? I mean, what do you have to lose if you're the Orioles? If you're bad, you're going to be bad. But now. You don't have to worry about that because you can at least, you know, you can at least be more competitive than you currently are.
1: Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. Yeah, with the new cba signed teams have begun signing and even trading players uh freddie freeman remains unsigned but the braves have traded with oakland to get matt olson and the yankees traded away Gio rochelle and gary sanchez to get josh donaldson from the minnesota twins with the new dh in the national league nelson cruz signed with the washington nationals uh which moves do you like so far
0: it's hard to say, really. I mean, Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees, re-signing. I-, I think that's a good move. He was a good fit for the Yankees last year. A left-handed bat, short porch. Didn't cost you as much as it would have cost to trade for Matt Olsen because Anthony Volpe, the uh, number one shortstop in their farm system, was an absolute untouchable, if if you uh, believe Brian Cashman. And um, you got to say... The Braves gave up a lot for Matt Olsen. Now, granted, Matt Olson signed a contract long-term. So they are going to have the services of Olson for the next eight years. But they gave up their number one, their number two, their number six, and another pitch. So four players, four prospects for Matt Olson, And we're going to see what Matt Olson is going to be. Granted, he his numbers were comparable and exceeded... Freddie Freeman. But uh, we'll see how that works, especially now that, you know, Ronald Acuna is going to be, you know, he's got to be the guy, which is fine. He's young enough that he should be the guy. Yeah. I mean, I
1: listen, I've been battling Braves fans all week on this and it's just like, guys, Freddie Freeman was 32 years old. Okay. The contract he wanted was going to take him into his late thirties. All Mm -hmm. right. He won the MVP award. He won us a world series. It was time to, it was, it, it, we couldn't get into that contract. Now, I think it would have been a different story had we lost the World Series. And it's like, okay, bring back Mr. Brave. We'll, because we're close, right? We're really close. We should be able to win a World Series within the next three years. But in this situation, it's like you get Matt Olsen, who's 27 years old. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. He's, you, you're going to start to build around him and Acuna now. It, 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 we're in a new era we're entering in the next stage of this and at the end of the day i trust raves management this is a this is an organization that was below 500 in july with their best player ronald acuna done for the rest of the season these guys got rosario they got solaire they went and got uh, uh josh um not josh um what was his
0: name adam duvall
1: no, no, the the uh, the guy from the Cubs. Well, he was with I think the the Dodger. Jock Jock, Jock Peterson. Uh, they went and got cool Jock. Man. They went and got Jock Peterson, and we won the They won the World Series. So, you know, with of course Freddie Freeman's great, and yes, I would have loved him to be on my team, but. Not for what he's asking for. The Braves, the the, the Yankees walked away from what he was asking. Um, the 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 Tampa Bay Rays walked away from what he's asking. Toronto walked away. Like everybody's walking away from what he's asking because they've seen the backside of those contracts. They've seen the Albert Pujolses of the world. They've seen the Alex Rodriguez of the world. Nobody wants to put up with that at the end of a career for a first baseman, even in this era where there's going to be a universal DH. So I wish him well. I think it's great. I think. You know, we, we talked about, you know, the prospects they gave up, but I'm happy with the, with, the, with the guy they got. And you rebuild the farm system. We always have a good farm system. We always have good players. We've got a good scouting department. Uh, it's not believe in the process. It's believe in what the front
0: office is doing. Now, how about what the A's are doing, though? Let's really think about that. They They've got a haul for Olsen they just, they traded Chapman, Matt Chapman to the blue Jays. They got Gunnar Hoagland. They got Kevin Smith, Zach Loeb. They got Kirby Sneed. They traded Chris Bassett to the Mets. They got JT Ginn, one of their top prospect, top pitching prospects. They're thinking they're dangling Frankie Montas. And, um, they're also dangling Sean Maniah. I know the Yankees are interested. Um, I don't know, like Oakland is definitely bottoming out, but they're accumulating talent and I find that very interesting to what they're doing. Um, as far as moves you don't like, we're talk about moves we do like, moves we don't like. I hate the Chris Bryant sign. Yeah. I hate I hate it, I hate it, I hate you it. I can't believe it. So Are you saying at, you hate
1: are you saying you hate it because he went to Colorado? Or you're saying you hate it because you thought the Mets were going to get him, and they didn't. What, what part of it is bothersome to you?
0: And the fact that he goes, he went to Colorado. That show the move to Colorado shows me he doesn't give a crap about winning. Do you
1: think like, maybe he was starting to get nervous because he wasn't being signed, and this was the only real offer he was given? Because that's what I'm starting to think. Because when you see Rizzo sign a two-year $32 million deal. And now let's be real, Chris Bryant is a former MVP, mm-hmm. World Series winner. Can play Correct. can play first base. He can play first base. And the Yankees, you tell me the Yankees didn't ask him. The Yankees weren't interested in him. So I just think maybe he's far off on his number. And it was starting to get into the time where it's like, gee, I don't I don't know who's gonna sign me. There's not many teams left that that have that kind of cash.
0: I mean seven for one eighty-two. I mean, those are drunken sailor numbers, right? So yeah. who who is realistically? I mean, it's not the Angels. They have their third baseman. They have Rendon, but Artie Moreno used to be the guy who was who'd be good for that kind of ridiculous yeah. contract, Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, the Phillies could they have moved? Could they have signed him and then moved Alec Boehm?
1: But they just, sure, right? they just went and they got Schwarber, right? They just they just
0: brought in Kyle Schwarber to be Schwarber. their th- be their DH. Because or left fielder, however you want to look at it, so you're looking at, I mean, the Red Sox. I mean, maybe they could have brought him in. Yeah, hard I, I to be- hard it.
1: to believe, hard to believe like a team like the Red Sox wasn't interested in the Blue Jays spending all their money. That they're not interested, you know. That's why it—it it, it seems to me like a desperation play. Like, let's be real, Colorado's not going anywhere. They no. actually are in the middle of dumping players, right? Trevor Story's gone. Um, they
0: Tell traded- me, how do you think Nolan Arenado feels? I want to be the face of this franchise, or we're going to dump you ten cents on the dollar to St. Louis, right? You they Thank just
1: you. traded their best player away, so. They're not in like rebuilding mode, um, so that's why it makes me feel like you know what he was like. Man, the market is getting soft, especially now. It's really between him. In my opinion, if I was him, I would be looking at it. Man, it's me and Freddie Freeman right now, right? Where the and Carlos Correa? Where the three guys that are left? So, you know, teams or are, do teams want me or do they want Carlos Correa? Do teams want me or they want Freddie Freeman? And I would start. I would start to get nervous because I wouldn't know where I'm going. There's talk about the Padres being interested in Freddie
0: Freeman. I mean, that'd be
1: wild. But
0: yeah, but where are you going to dump Hosmer? Or are you keeping Hosmer to be the DH?
1: No, you're going to dump Hosmer. You're going to dump him, and you'll find teams that are interested in. In fact, I was surprised the Yankees didn't try to get Hosmer. Uh,
0: I don't know. Like I, I'm like I'm not like sold if you like, like if
1: you're looking if you're looking at the teams, see. Who,
0: who left
1: would be who's going after Chris Bryant? Like, the only team I could see was the Mets. That's the only team I could see that would be interested in the services of Chris Bryant.
0: Ah, I mean, it depends on how you view your team, right? Because you look at a team like the Nationals. The Nationals just signed Nelson Cruz. You just signed Nelson Cruz so you can trade him at the deadline. Right, Ryan Zimmerman retired. Chris Bryant is young enough that he could have been Mr. National Part Two. So you could have st- accelerated that rebuild process and building Bryant and Soto together would be an interesting one-two punch in that order. I mean, you look at Minnesota, right? I don't know what the hell Minnesota is doing. They're selling,
1: they're sellers. They're sellers. But
0: are they? Because they just added Sonny Gray. Like, I, yeah, I,
1: yeah, Z, they're sellers. That's why they added Sonny Gray. They're sellers. <laughs> I,
0: I I don't I don't know because you bring in Gary Sanchez, you bring in Gio Rachella. It's a quizzical move because they are you, like, are you treading water? Like I, I don't understand that move. Uh, you're not gonna get anything for those guys. Gray's at the end of his contract. Gary Sanchez is a defensive liability. And then, I mean, Gio Urshela is what Gio Urshela is. Terrible.
1: He's terrible. He's like, what, a 229 inner? He's awful.
0: Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D. and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave, from the classic OB, to Dutch apple, to campfire s'mores, and many more. Check out their website, sweetlifebrownieco.com for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live, and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook, too, at Life Brownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043, and tell them D&Z sent you. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com 845-641-3043. Suite Life Brownie Co, because there's always room for a brownie.
1: But while while teams were assigning and trading players, the Padres announced that Fernando Tatis needs wrist surgery and will be out three months. Big deal, little deal, no
0: deal. In the long term, it's better that it happens now (laughs) because, you know, you'll at least be able to get them in theory, in theory. You'll be able to get the majority of the season out of Fernando Tatis Jr. But it's, you know, it's got to be a big deal. Because when they interviewed him about this, they asked about the motorcycle accident. And he said, which one?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the bigger deal for me. The bigger deal was his response to the reporter. Uh, But maybe to your surprise, I'm going to say it's no deal. Um, and the reason is, is he missed 32 games last year. He still hit 42 bombs, made the All Star team. I mean, he, he's quite the talent. He's fragile, but he's quite the talent.
0: Um, talent doesn't last forever, man. And you like know I that. said,
1: you know they're potentially eyeing. From what I'm reading, they're they're talking they're talking to Freddie Freeman. I mean. If they get Freddie Freeman, you got Machado, and you got Tatis Jr. Jeez, like who else And who, who else are we going to add to this monster team? And Clevenger is there too, right? Think Cle- Clevenger. Clevenger is
0: there. He's coming right. back. He's coming
1: back this year, right?
0: Now, if I'm them, I'm targeting a guy like, now, you, you sell low. You're selling low, but you're also buying low, and you hope that he turns it around. I'm calling the Yankees, and I'm seeing if they if they want to do Glaber Torres for Chris Paddock. I need, if I'm Cashman, they need a shortstop, and I need pitching. It would be a win-win situation. I would at least consider, you know, making that phone call to AJ Preller.
1: Yeah, I don't know if there's, I don't know if the Yankees are, uh, I don't know if the Padres are done with Paddock. Really, I mean, he he had a tough year last year, but he's a stud. Um, and yeah, I get what you're doing. You're buying low on, on Torres, and I think the Yankees would be appreciative. They might throw a void in the deal, actually. Um,
0: it solves their Freddie Freeman problem,
1: <laughs> right? Right. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's. I think. I think it's worth Cashman to give a call, um, because you never know. But you know, we're gonna. I, I don't. I don't know what the Yankees are doing. I don't know what the big plan here is because Tampa. Not Tampa, Toronto. Toronto's infield is ridiculous right now. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the team they're they putting together in Toronto is unreal. Like, they're going for it, man. They're going for it this year.
0: It's the Canadian Padres. I mean, we can say it. You know, they're, they are definitely building up an arsenal, and they are loaded for bear. Um, as far as, you know... As far as Tatis goes, you definitely... Yes, I understand that, you know, he still hit 282. He still had 97 ribbies. He still hit 40-something home runs. But long-term, this has to be... This has to be troublesome if you are the Padres. Because your greatest ability is availability. And Tatis cannot stay on the field. And shoulder injuries, and it was a rotator cuff. It was a back. It was a wrist. Like this is, you know, it's not something like it's a hamstring pull. Like these are things that are gonna take, you know, they're they're going to take some tread off the tire. And it to me, it also is an issue of decision making. Like, is this a guy we just invested three hundred forty million dollars in this dude and? he's pretty fucking reckless.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you need to put... I'm surprised they didn't put the stipulation in his contract where you can't drive motorcycles. Like, that's the old Jace, uh, Jace, J. Will, you know, clause in a contract or Ben Roethlisberger clause in a contract. You know, I know, if, like, with a lot of football players, they don't allow them to play basketball during the season because... You know, that's a great way to tear, tear an ACL because every football player thinks he's a basketball player and a rapper. But, uh, <laughs> you know. But enough
0: about Le'Veon Bell.
1: Yeah. So, uh, they've got this guy locked up for so long. He's going to miss three months. but he was, Odds are he was going to miss three months anyway. As long as he comes back and he does his share, I, I, it's not a big deal. But they definitely need to figure out what they're going to do moving forward. Are you in need of air care, maintenance, or service? I have the company for you, Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling, maintenance, and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians@gmail.com. at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that D&Z sent you. But in bigger news, and I can't believe I buried this story, but Brady's back. That was fast. It killed me to bury this. After 40 days, Tom likes his path to the Super Bowl through the NFC. What does Brady's return mean for the NFL next season?
0: Well, for starters, he got a month of civilian life and he's like, nope. <laughs> like, Oh, daddy, help me with my math homework. Help me with my math homework. Shit. B.A., Jason, let's do this. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Oh, you got me, Russell Gage? Awesome. Um, As far as what it means next year... I think we need to reconsider what we were talking about in terms of who's the best quarterbacks in the league because Brady's back. Everybody else gets slotted down one. So you have some matchups next year. You got Holmes. You got Rodgers. You, you have the upper echelon guys. And I got to see. They already brought back Ryan Jensen. They traded for Shaq Mason. They're remaking the line because Ali Marpet retired. Do they bring back Gronk? Does Gronk, you know, bring in another year? Julio Jones just got released by the Titans. Are you calling Julio? Do you do you beat the Ravens to Julio Jones? Like, I I don't know what the roster construction looks like. You need to bring back either Rojo or Leonard Fournette. Like you need to you need your running game. You you need to get that guy, those guys back in the fold. But I think it sews up another division title at the very least.
1: Yeah, I mean, my phone was blowing up and people were... And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I didn't think it was real. I this thought it was is because
0: you gave up social media for <laughs> Lens. You <laughs> shouldn't have done it.
1: I had no idea. Uh, you know, my my first thought was I was surprised. I mean, I really thought when he said he was done, he was done. He looked content. And, you know, I that fire is burning right now. I wonder if it's going to keep burning six months from now. Um, I wonder if it's going to be you know in November and late October when you're hurt and you know it's raining outside and you're playing is it still is it still everything you want it to be? I worry that he's too caught up in being a football player and he hasn't been able to disconnect because everything has been football up until this point and I'm assuming it's hard to disconnect, especially in a situation for him where he he really hasn't analyzed the end. He hasn't said okay this is going to be my last year. He's He's kind of left this open. You know, Ray Lewis was saying, like, you know, I went into my last season knowing it was my last season. And you see these other guys, Peyton, he went into the last season knowing it was his last season. So is it a matter of, you know, Tom's just not sure what his last season is? Steve Young speculated that he, he thinks Tom wants to finish his career in San Francisco. That would mean that he'd need to finish his contract first and then go to San Francisco. So I I don't I don't really know. Uh, I agree with you though. At the very least, I mean this means another another uh, NFC South title. I don't see anybody contending with them, even if Deshaun Watson goes to Atlanta. Um, I think the Bucks have now become a more of an attractive place for free agents to sign. I think it means Gronk comes back, right? I think it does mean Julio could possibly be there, right? Because you have Julio as the two, Mike uh, uh, Mike Evans as the one, and you get to you get to put Godwin in the slot when he gets better. Um,
0: well, there is breaking news because Chris Godwin just signed a three year extension. So yeah. I know we were concerned about that. So that uh, you know that that team is still formidable, and it just you know it got it got whole again with. The with the quarterback signing and the
1: and let's be real the path to the championship through the NFC is a lot easier than going through the AFC. I mean, we see all these players now signing with the AFC. We Mm -hmm. just saw Von Miller sign with the Bills. We saw Khalil Mack get traded to the Chargers. Uh, We see we see everybody. We see Chandler Jones just went to the Raiders. Like everyone's loading up in the AFC and the NFC. It's what it's Aaron Rodgers. I've that that's a revolving door. I've swung that door open before. You know, and even in his division, what's he really worried about? The Panthers are rebuilding. He's beat Matt Ryan so many times. That I feel bad for the guy. Um, and, this, and so what? Carolina is rebuilding. So there's no there's no real threat there. It's a matter of getting to the playoffs healthy enough, and eventually beating the Packers.
0: Yeah, the NFC. I mean, if you're looking at it, right?
1: And I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on the Rams, but they've been there for like 30 seconds, and they. I don't. I don't believe that they can run it back and be as good. And no discredit to them. And I think the 49ers are good, but they're going to be starting Trey Lance probably. Like, there's a lot of ifs and whats and I don't knows in the NFC. Where in the AFC, we know, man, you're going to have Josh Allen. You're going to have Pat Mahomes. Now you got this guy, Justin Herbert. You got Russell Wilson, like there are some ballers in the
0: AFC. Oh, absolutely. And if you real if you go division by division, uh, honestly, like the Rams are definitely gonna be there. The Packers are gonna be there. I mean, in theory, the Cowboys. But the who just Cowboys low, are who in, just
1: lost their best pass, one of their best pass rushers.
0: To the Broncos no less. But um, yeah, Randy Gregory. But Yeah, it's definitely an easier path to at least the championship game. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. But if Brady is still Brady, and it's hard to believe he isn't, the Buccaneers are easily the second best team in the NFC. And it's not even close. And, I mean, if you want to, if it's on name recognition, then maybe the rams are number 1 or maybe you know if it's just on the strength of the quarterback maybe it's the packers but the the nfc has a problem now that brady is back and the bucks like they may not have been hungry last year but i think they're going to be hungry again this year and if brady's going out i i don't think he's he's not he's not going out the way that he was going to go this year he's He's going Super Bowl or bust, and he's going to take that team with him kicking and screaming because that's what Tom Brady does. It's the in route where friends of the show get a special segment with us. Want to be part of the action? Want to be the newest member of the in crowd? You know what to do. Hit us up. FadeRouteMail at gmail.com, or slide in those DMs on Faderoute podcast on IG, or hit that Twitter, FadeRouteDNZ.
1: Joining us on the in-route today, we have New York Giants fan and New York Yankees insider, Danny Butler. Danny hey. Butler's back on the show. Thanks for coming,
2: Danny.
0: Happy St. Patrick's Day, lads. How we doing? Ah, living the dream, DB. Living the dream. Happy St. Paddy's. You too, boys. Good. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it.
1: All right, DB. In the history of the NCAA tournament, the majority of the upsets in the first round come in the 8-9 and 7-10 and 10 games. Which teams do you like to pull an upset this week?
2: Well, like the 8-9 games and the 7-10 games, like the one thing you have to remember that Vegas knows a lot more than the selection committee. So you'll, you'll see some lines that where even though it's a seven seed where they might have a 10 seed favorite but in in saying that I I really like uh I really like Memphis Memphis has been very hot under Penny Hardaway they they got off to a slow start but they really finished really finished the season strong I kind of like in the 10-7 I kind of like Davidson to upset Michigan State Michigan State's been kind of disappointing this year and Izzo's teams lately in the tournament haven't been great I know everybody loves Loyola Chicago because you know they make runs a lot every year but I I think everybody loves them, so that's i got to stay away from them, So I kind of like Ohio State to win that one. And it, it's kind of odd in a 7-10 game to see 2 big mid-majors. got Murray State and San Francisco. I think that could be a very good game because both those teams had great years. When you talk about the spread, you look for something like Vermont, who's a what, 13 or 14 seed. They're only underdog by five. So that lets you know. Usually that spread would be double digits. That lets you know that the committee maybe knows something uh, that, you know, the rest of us don't. Excuse me, Vegas knows something the committee doesn't.
1: Yeah, I, I, um, I got to think that Ohio State's going to get out of the first round this time. But yeah, I agree with you. I think a lot of people like the old lady from Loyola and they're like, yeah, we're going we're yeah, to pick Sister Jean, yeah. Sister Jean, yeah, they're all over that. Uh, but this year, Arizona, Gonzaga, Baylor, and Kansas were given number one seeds. Any issue with the committee selection and which number one seed do you think is the most talented?
2: Yeah, I, I think the committee, you know, they made the right choice in all four number one seeds. Personally, I don't think, I, I don't think any of the one seeds are that outstanding. I mean, you know, Gonzaga obviously is going to be going to be a favorite. I think if, if after they didn't win it last year, I think it's I think that was their shot. I think it's very tough. They did a good job reload, especially after losing a guy like Jalen Suggs. They still have Drew Timmy there. Who's a great player Who can't stand by the way Every time he shoots And does his little dance I want to throw something At the TV But you know <laughs>
1: And his headband
2: Yeah his headband I can't stand the headband But uh, you know I mean Gonzaga's very good I, I actually think Gonzaga Is Like I mentioned Memphis before that, that could be a second round matchup I actually think Memphis is going to give Gonzaga all they could Handle in that game I think Gonzaga survives But I think it takes A lot out of them And I think they lose In the Sweet 16 To a, a physical Yukon so that'd be that'd be an upset or, you know, in the three sixteen for Gonzaga. But.
1: That would be great. I was actually so surprised at how, how well Arizona played this year. Thirty-one three. I mean, and I feel like the Gonzaga and Baylor have an easier road than Arizona and Kansas do. I don't, you know, that's the only thing that was kind of when i was making my bracket i was like man it's kind of hard to go against certain teams here and i felt like i had them going on just because of who they're playing but i do agree with you i like uconn um and i do i do uh i do see some differences that are probably gonna happen this year but uh this is coach k's final season as the head coach at duke the blue devils lost their final home game to north carolina they lost the acc championship to virginia tech how far do you have the blue devils going in the tournament and who do you have in your
2: final four and danny don't tell me you're going chalk man no no i wouldn't do that you know that you know me better than that D. come on <laughs> i actually have going for the final four and I, I don't know if that's a nostalgia thing not that i'm a, I'm a duke fan thing but i know that's what the tournament's rooting for and duke gets every call anyway i can't imagine the calls they're going to get in coach Hay's final year i actually you know like you said they lost to north carolina but you know, that's a rivalry game. That that was kind of like a whole circus atmosphere with, you know, Coach K's farewell and everything. It's very easy for a team to kind of get lost in that and lose to the rival. A North Carolina team who was looking to, you know, cement their bid in the tournament. You know, they, yeah. needed, to, they needed to play well. And then they ran, they ran into a hot Virginia Tech team who, as an 11 seed, I think is very live. I actually have them going to the Elite Eight. I have them continue to, to stay hot. I think it's going to be good for Duke to get away from Cameron Indoor a little bit. You know, go out, you know, it won't be at the Coach K show as much in the first couple rounds. As the tournament goes on, it'll get there. Especially if they ever got to the final four that whole week it'll be nothing, nothing but Coach K. But Duke, you know, Duke's a very good team. They got they're not great shooters, which could definitely hurt them in the tournament. I you know, Benchero's a great player, he's gonna be a top five pick. AJ Griffin went to Stepanak, by the way. Uh, <laughs> of course. I do. like I like the way he's <laughs> playing. They also have I'm talking about North Carolina, they got uh, what was RJ Davis too, who might be a top five pick. He went to Stepanak. So they got two Stepanak kids you know, playing in the, to- you know, big time school is pretty amazing. By the way, uh, the, the Stepanak on freshman year beat us once in football and twice in basketball. I mean, everybody yeah. beat us that year, but still, yeah. they, beat us, they beat us three times. So yeah,
1: thanks for the reminder on that <laughs> one. That was no. a rough
2: one. That
0: was no a rough one. <laughs> oh God. Stepanak. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? A, a lot is stepping crap. Let's not, uh, let's bury the lead on that one. So a Dude. lot of money's actually coming in on Duke. So like I don't know if they're trying to adjust the money line accordingly, but uh, yeah, a lot of bets are coming in. Like I had this feeling that I've said it last week, you know, Duke. Uh, you don't you don't bet against them. That's for damn sure. But so, Danny, get- so,
2: so Danny, Duke is one of your teams with the other three.
0: Oh, sorry, I got uh, I got,
2: I got Duke. I got UCLA. I got UCLA coming out of the East. They're a team. You know, last year they made it. They they had a good year, not a great year, but I. I, I like, uh, you know, I like them coming back. I have, uh, I got Villanova beating Illinois in the Elite Eight. Illinois is a team I really liked all year, and kind of like one bracket always kind of just turns into like a complete, you know, shit show. Disaster, for, disaster. Yeah. So I, I have, I have Iowa coming out of out of the Midwest, and then I have, yeah. uh, I have UCLA u- upsetting Duke, Villanova beating Iowa, and I have Villanova going all the way. I really wow. like what I saw out of them all year, and watched them a lot in the Big East tournament. You got,
1: they, Con- they St. John's, man. That, yeah, that was bad.
2: Yeah, you got you got Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore, like you know, uh, a veteran backcourt that doesn't let you know things affect them. They the game slows down for them. That's what you need in the tournament. So that's why I like doing all that.
0: So before we go on to to uh, pro sports, Dan, just give us some insight here because you are one of our resident college basketball experts. And as far as like how you pick your brackets, like you know, are you like what is your method? Like how do you go about doing that?
2: Like before, before I look at the brackets and the breakdown of the regions, like I, I have a couple teams in my head that I've followed all year that I really like. But I just try to go by matchups. I, very rarely do I have a team just saying, oh, this team's going to win it no matter what. I, I, I think college, those those years are gone. I think the last time I had that was, you know, the second Florida team, the back-to-back with Noah and Crawford and all those guys. I just try to go matchups by matchups and, you know, do not, not a ton of research, but just, just enough so you can kind of see maybe an upset coming. But, I you know, I, I haven't – I don't think I've – Predicted a Final Four in probably, you know, twenty-five years. And get a correct Final Four. You know, don't be calling me an expert now. Put pressure on me. <laughs>
0: um, you know, you're you're an expert as much as we're experts. And you do you your look, best under pressure, yeah, Danny. We know exactly. that. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> yeah know, Thanks. We did our. You know, you can tell by our brackets last year. Like, eh. but yeah. uh, we'll we'll stick with the pro as much as we can. But we got to hit you with the local sports. The Brooklyn Nets the other night beat the Knicks, <laughs> one ten to one oh seven. Durant dropped 53 yeah since the game was in the garden Kyrie could not play but he could attend the game as a fan yeah
2: he sat makes court a lot side. of sense doesn't
0: it uh, you know <laughs> I, I, you got me but it's it, it's kind of beyond me but he sat courtside he went to the locker room the Nets did get fined by the way the Nets did get right. fined for uh, allowing him into the locker room but uh What are your thoughts on the policy for unvaxxed players, and do you think they'll change the rules come playoff time?
2: I think they will, and I think more importantly uh, before playoff time, it'll be opening day because now, you know, a lot of it's been in the media a lot about, uh, you know, some Mets and Yankees, Aaron Judge in particular, that if this rule stays in effect, they won't be able to play at home, which, you know, these guys are outdoors playing, and they're they're in the outfield, you know, 50, 60 feet apart from each other. The whole none of it's made any sense for a long time now, but I I do think it'll be changed. If you saw, I know Anthony, you were at the Ranger game last night, right?
0: Yes, sir. You know, I was
2: and, and and governor Holcomb got booed pretty loudly. And I think that's, that's the people waking up and having, you know, saying enough's enough with all these mandates that really don't make any sense.
0: I completely, you know, I, I get people are tired of it and people are just trying to get back to, you know, some kind of sense of normalcy, but, uh, no, far...
1: DB, DB, if you were if you were the GM of the Nets, would you consider going to Jersey to play in the playoffs if you can't have Kyrie play home games in New York?
2: I, I, I mean, I get, I guess that'd be an idea, but I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. I really, I really don't. That, I mean, that logistically, that'd be that probably be a nightmare. But you know, I guess it's an option. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I mean, it's I, I suppose it's possible that Sean Marks could pull that card, but. I mean, how much of it's also pulling Kyrie Irving aside? It's like, dude, like, come, come on, like, get the fucking jab already, like, you know. Yeah, no, I know, over. but yeah, but Kyrie's a different kind of cat.
2: He's he always has been. Like, you know, whether you agree with him or not, he's he he beats you know. A different he, drum. He's, yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. But.
0: For sure. So we're gonna switch to football and free agency is open. Trade monster trades are going down. And the Giants have gotten into the act a little bit. They brought in uh, John Feliciano. They brought in one of the linemen from. They brought in a lineman from the Colts. They lost Evan Ingram to the Jags. So, I mean, what do you think of the players the Giants have signed so far? And are there any players you feel they missed out on? And who should they be targeting? Well,
2: first of all, Evan Ingram might be addition by subtraction because I've never seen an offensive player hurt a team as much as he did. There was more <laughs> I, bad things. I, I thought you'd be happy about that.
0: Uh, <laughs> I knew that yeah. was coming.
2: Yeah, he, yeah. He more bad things happen when they threw in the ball than good things. So that might be a, a blessing in disguise. Uh, Joe Shane's in a he's in a tough spot. We're kind of in the salary cap hell. I think he's doing the best he can. He signed, re-signed Shepard to a team friendly deal. He got he got Martinez to take a salary cut, which will help him. They might trade Bradbury. John Feliciano's a solid player. He's he's a borderline starter, maybe backup. I think if Nick Gates comes back healthy at least at center those two those two will battle out uh Lewinsky the guard they signed from the Colts I think that's a that's a good under the radar signing he was he, I mean the Colts are the best offensive line in football the last couple of years and especially run blocking wise he you know he was he was one of the reasons why along with Nelson I I do like the Tyrod Taylor signing I, I think he's a good solid backup he's mobile he can come in and win a few games if Jones gets hurt which he's done pretty much every year of his career so far and if Jones doesn't pan out this year, at least, and you're looking for a quarterback in next year's draft, then at least you got Tyrod Taylor there to kind of, because he's made a career out of that, just waiting for the, the the new quarterback to take over. I don't think Shane has a lot, you know, he'll, he'll probably sign a few under the radar guys. I, I don't think they have the ability where they are salary cap wise to make a big splash, but I, I like what he's done so far.
0: What about uh, come draft time? Do you see them packaging one of the picks or what, where do you, uh, you know, I mean, there are a lot, there's a lot of moving parts right now with the Russell Wilson trade and the Carson Wentz trade. Can the Giants possibly dip their toe into some kind of trade market? You know, maybe dangling the fifth, the five and seven, or, you know, maybe both. Like, do you see anything on the horizon? Maybe something you would like?
2: I mean, I would definitely like them to, if it's possible, to trade back and do what they did last year and get a number one maybe for next year. Yeah. Uh, especially at those three tackles. If let's say two of them, if not three, I doubt all three of them will be there. But if they're all there at five, and the Giants have them ranked fairly close. You, you got to know when you can get one of them at seven. I think you got to look for a trade partner. You hope one of these GMs falls in love with a quarterback. I know it's not a great quarterback draft, but every year a GM falls in love with a quarterback and and makes a move he shouldn't make. So I could see that happening. Also, you know, if they're looking to trade Bradbury or even Barkley, do you package that in? in with a deal to i mean who knows he, he does he does have options it's going to be very interesting with both the giants and the jets having two top 10 picks i don't think yeah ever you want see that in new york you want you want picks next
1: year because next year you got stroud coming out of ohio state you got Bryce Young coming out of alabama you got rattler coming out of south carolina like next year is the year for the quarterback so if this is this is jones's year to see what he's got and next year, if you get another top 10 or top 5 pick, you know where you're going.
2: Yeah, I agree. That's why I would look at, at 5 or 7 if it's possible to trade backing and, and get that extra first round for next, for, for next year. and Then you have options if Jones doesn't work out. I agree
0: with you. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll get you out of here on this one. Last time we spoke, baseball was in labor hell. We discussed how the Yankees needed to get to work as soon as the CBA was signed. Well, here we are. We've seen them trade Gio Urshela, we seen we've seen them trade Gary Sanchez. They brought in Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. They just re upped Anthony Rizzo. So what's the next move for the Yankees? What do they need to do? Is it uh, is it Carlos Correa or is it uh you know maybe uh, dealing some more guys away?
2: Yeah, I don't see I I think they're using Kiner-Falefa as a as a placeholder. Until uh, you know Volpe and the other prospects can come up, hopefully next year. I mean, unless the market for Correa really falls apart and they can get him a lot cheaper than they thought, maybe that makes sense. Uh, I, I, I you know, even though the, the trades, the trade doesn't blow you away, but I don't hate it as much as some people do. I think we get a lot better defensively, just get rid of Sanchez alone. I, and I was, I defended Gary a lot, a lot more than other people did. But he was like the little girl with the curl Where he was either very good But then he could be then he could be very, very bad And I think we're just better off Similar to Evan Ingram I think we're almost better off just cutting the cord And it might be addition by subtraction so if he-
1: Yeah, they missed out on trading Gary earlier And also I think right. they missed out on trading Gliber Torres Like right after the 38 home run season Because you could have got a lot for him I don't know if there's a market for him now Especially, you know, you have DJ LeMahieu You got you got Volpe coming up I don't know where he's going to be playing. Um,
0: well, it's also weird roster construction because you also have Luke Voigt. So you got to kind of dump He's got go. I mean,
1: that guy's has right. Yeah,
0: Voigt. I think Voigt's going to go. You know, you if you can package him with a few prospects maybe to get,
2: you know, to get a, a, a number three starter, which we still need a little starting depth, or you get a bullpen guy. Yeah, there's no way you can keep Voigt here now with Rizzo back. I, I like bringing Rizzo back. Yeah, I'd rather have. Oh, I love Rizzo. You know, love it. Yeah, I'd rather have Freeman like we talked about last time I was on. And I'd rather, you know, Olson. But you look at the Olson trade—they gave up the Braves gave up their one, two, six, and fourteen prospects. Yep. That's the equivalent of the Yankees giving up Volpe and Dominguez, just just as starters, just yep. for a start. And you know, Yan- Yankee fans would go crazy if that happened. So yep. I think I think I think Rizzo was a good, solid option. And there's like
1: two years, thirty mil, something like that, right? Something yeah, something two low. two
2: for thirty, two for thirty-two, I think. That's
1: fine. And then yeah. does so now the question I have for you is does. Garrett Cole punched Josh Donaldson in the face during spring training, or does that happen the first week of the season?
2: Yeah, obviously they had the problems last year with you know <laughs> him him making Cole the face of the sticky stuff, and then he could the rest of the year. Uh, they they say they worked it out. Uh, I think Caston okay. even said that he reached out to Cole beforehand, which was yeah. a good move. He paid back four hundred million dollars.
0: Yeah, it sounds like he, he called him and said you got one free shot in spring training. Just nothing, but just below the shoulders.
2: Just right, below exactly. the shoulders,
0: please.
2: And I think that's why the reason I brought in Donaldson, you know, is he is a kind of a fiery guy. He's got an edge to him. I I think they, he's going to have the opposite effect of Nick, Nick Swisher back in 09 when that, that clubhouse was too buttoned up and they bring in Swisher to kind of like loosen things up. I think this is the opposite. I think under Boone, these guys are just a little too loud either. And Along with a guy like Cole is there to kind of be like, no, oh guys, it's about winning. Let's, let's go. So I hope to see that out of Donaldson. Him at Yankee Stadium, too, I, I, I saw his spray chart. He would have hit 11 to 12 more home runs at Yankee State would have been out in Yankee Stadium, especially opposite field. And now you put him in the AL East where he's going to Fenway and Camden Yards for 20 games each. I expect Donaldson to stay healthy, to have a little bit more like he was, you know, with Atlanta a couple of years ago.
0: I mean, there's definitely an opportunity there. And, you know, with this roster construction, he's definitely going to have some – he's going to split some time DH. You know, you're going to have Stanton, Judge, uh, you, there's going to be a lot of people rotating through that DH, so I mean we'll see where Donaldson goes. But um, you know, Tubby Hook Tavern, we know it's big big day for you guys. It's like the yep. Super Bowl of uh, bar and restaurants So, uh, you guys have any specials going on, or uh, what's the deal?
2: Yeah, we you know for Patty's like all week we have uh, we have you know all your Irish delicacies, corned beef and cabbage. We have Irish breakfast, fish and chips. Uh, the Guinness will be flowing. The Jameson will be pouring. You got, we got uh, we got a little live music, too. So it should be a fun day And uh, the first round, first round of the tournament. So Patty's saying the first round of the tournament. I'll be in all my glory, you know? And no more vaccine mandates. So we abided by it when we had to, but we, you don't need the vaccine anymore to come in. So Kyrie, come on
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Dan Butler, the Tubby Hook Tavern. DB, thank you for coming on. The In route and he's a member of the in crowd and if you want to me to be a member of the in crowd hit us up fade route podcast on ig fade route mail at gmail.com or slide in those dms at fade route dnz db thank you so much for coming on brother and we will definitely talk to you soon
1: is your hair thinning or is your hairline receding Scalp Micropigmentation will fill in the areas where your hair is missing by creating a short buzz cut look. Micropigmentation is a non-invasive procedure that will create the illusion of hair follicles for seven to 10 years. For people with alopecia, this could be a permanent fix. For people with scars on their scalp, this is a great way to camouflage a scar. Don't lose confidence or feel like you need to wear a hat wherever you go. Marquez Studio is located in the Bronx and is open for all your scalp micropigmentation needs. Consultations are free and appointments can be made any day of the week. Get your hairline back with scalp micropigmentation. The techs at Marquez Studio have over 30 years of haircutting experience and can assist you with all of your questions. Call to schedule a consultation today, 646-221-8728. You can also visit them on Instagram at Bronx Marquez to see their gallery and view all their satisfied customers. Again, that is Marquez Studio, located in the Bronx, New York, 646-221-8728.
0: Bullshit or no shit, we're going to debate this week's most controversial sports topics right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know how it goes. We have a statement. If we agree with the statement, it is no shit. If we disagree with that statement, it is bullshit. Bullshit or no shit number one. Mitchell Trubisky will revitalize his career with the Steelers and make the Pro Bowl.
1: Oh man, you know I'm on this. This is no shit. He's got a real coach in Mike Tomlin now. They will play off of Mitch's strengths and give him every opportunity to succeed. So if it doesn't work out in Pittsburgh, it is because of him. I think it's interesting how last year Mitch being a free agent was a non story, right? And then he signs a one year deal with Buffalo. No one says everything. But this year, signing with Pittsburgh, it's a big deal. And it's like last year, everybody loved their quarterback. And this year, nobody likes their quarterback, right? It's like quarterbacks Mm -hmm. are getting traded, quarterbacks are getting signed. Uh, It's just, it's just, it's been a weird offseason.
0: It's been a crazy offseason so far. I, I will concur with that. I mean, you're looking at guys like Tyrod Taylor getting a, a two-year deal from the Giants. I would have earmarked Mitchell Trubisky to be uh, you know, in on their radar, at least. But um, I'm going no shit as well from the standpoint of... If you look at his career numbers, he's still eight games over 500. right? 64 touchdowns, 38 picks... He was a one-time Pro Bowler, but, I mean, is it's time to be real here. It's a come-to-Jesus meeting on the Pro Bowl. Does, is that really a revitalization of your career? Let's yeah. be real here. Yeah. It's players opting out because, oh, I'm injured. Or I got to go to the oh, Super Bowl. I, right, or I'm in the Super <laughs> Bowl, or I just don't want to fucking come.
1: No, I did this already.
0: Yeah, I caught it's my like, bonus. I'm good. Right. So, is that a revitalization of his career? I don't think so. I, I mean, a revitalization of his career to me would be that he leads the Steelers to a division title in that a division that would be in, impressive. In a division with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, and don't like,
1: forget the defending AFC
0: champion, the Cincinnati uh, Bengals. Bengals. I signed Alex about
1: Kappa and Ted Karras to their offensive line
0: they're finally addressing the line they got almost got Joe Burrow killed multiple times no, they're but, gonna be uh, formidable
1: this year man. you hope people, so those
0: guys can block they have no choice they gotta be but to me revitalizing his career it's definitely you know there's some expectations you know you're you're going there to compete with Mason Rudolph right wink wink nudge nudge I'm gonna compete with Mason Rudolph. No, the only thing I can compete with in Mason Rudolph is, like, who's going to get swung on by Miles Ga- uh, Miles Garrett. That's the only thing that I'm competing with Mason Rudolph. Trubisky, it's his job. And unless he totally Matt Flynn's it, I think he'll be fine. But he'll make the Pro Bowl. I just, my, I, so I guess by extension, you know, it's bullshit. I'm going to say bullshit because I don't believe the pro bowl pro bowl means revitalizing your career. I think he'll be solid. I think I think the Steelers are a wild card team with him as presently constructed, especially if the Ravens finally get Julio Jones. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, guys, now you don't have to give up the draft pick compensation, sign him. Give Lamar Jackson his weapon. And if they do that, I mean, Pittsburgh's in second. But if the Ravens stand pat, Steelers got a shot at that division title. Bullshit or no shit number two. Naomi Osaka's mental health is becoming a bigger story than her accomplishments on the tennis court.
1: Oh, man. This is such a tough story. I'm, I'm going to say no shit on this one. Uh, this comes this comes up as a woman yelled, you suck, and rattled Osaka over the weekend. Um... To the point where she tried to address the crowd during the match, lost the match in straight sets, and then addressed the crowd after the match. If this is a hell thing, I'm not sure what she should do moving forward. Um, If an ignorant comment made by a fan brings you to tears, I mean, that's tough. And you know, the thing is, is, it's not even true. She's one of the best tennis players in the world, and it's really just a shame.
0: I'm going no shit on this because it's about her as a person, you know? Personally, she's in she's in a mental state as such that she can be unnerved by a singular comment from a singular fan, right? We used to call that rabbit ears, but it was a different time, it was a less sensitive time, and... Right now, like we need to be cognizant of the fact that people are sensitive to these things, and you know, we she's immensely talented. She isn't. I mean, it goes without saying that she is an immensely talented tennis player. It needs to be about her as a person right now, and her personal life, her personal mental health, is overshadowing her. Talent on the tennis court as it should, because this is a mental health issue that's playing out in public. Similarly to the Ben Simmons thing, the only difference is that he's in a team sport in a team environment, and there was just an extra bit of drama because you know the organization and he were at an impasse as far as how to treat it. So I'm going, no shit, but. I wish her well. I hope she's able to figure out how to cope with this, and if she's able to make it, if she's able to make it back, and she's able to deal with the the rude fans. Because I mean, fans are getting ruder. They are getting cruder. I, I know that there was one incident on the on a uh, golf tour that they were throwing beer cans on the. On the course like It's just this this Landscape of fandom is changing And athletes need to be Aware of that, athletes need to be Cognizant of the fact that They may not be universally loved Or beloved And you know You can't, you, know, you have to find a way to, to cope with These issues Bullshit or no shit Number three Deshaun Watson Will be a Carolina Panther next season.
1: Man, if you asked me this earlier in the day, I would have said no shit. Uh but early, you know, I, I, I think I'm changing my mind here. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say bullshit because it looks like Atlanta could be getting involved and he's from Atlanta. He was a ball boy for the Falcons, he knows the blank family. Yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going bullshit right now.
0: I'm going bullshit as well But It could be Any team in the NFC South That's not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Because I know the Saints were in on him The Saints were in on him They met with him today uh, Carolina is well documented um, Atlanta you mentioned But Atlanta is tearing it down man. Atlanta is tearing it down Right before our eyes With Gage being gone and Calvin Ridley being out for the year, and they already traded Julio Jones. Like, and you have Matt Ryan.
1: Well, I don't know if but I don't know if Kyle Pitts
0: and Cordell Patterson. That's it. I,
1: I don't know if you're tearing it down, man, because I heard Jarvis Landry went there today. You signed. You signed Jarvis Landry. You signed Deshaun Watson. You trade Matt Ryan to Indianapolis. Get some picks, and you're competing. Like that division, it's up for grabs. I mean, yeah, you got to go through Tom, but I mean. What about going forward? All the teams in that division, aside from Tampa, are kind of starting over at quarterback.
0: They are kind of starting over at quarterback, but at least I'm more comfortable with the Saints situation. They have they have more pieces, and that defense plays. You know, that's the one thing that that I have going for me. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm going to try to maneuver my way to New Orleans. Because I have a better situation, I'm gonna have a better relationship with Michael Thomas. That's the first guy I call if I, if I get traded to New Orleans. I'm making good with Big Mike, because the last couple of years have been kind of a lost, a lost two years. And then you have Kamara there, and I, I think you're already in competition. But I know the Cleveland Browns are also in on them, and a dark horse candidate is the Seattle Seahawks, but. I mean, Seattle, Watson, and Metcalf is very interesting, but I don't know if that's necessarily, you know, a destination spot for me if I'm Deshaun Watson. Any of the... And then you also have the issue with the Panthers possibly trading Christian McCaffrey. What do I really have there? Robbie Anderson? I... I, I don't see... I mean, DJ Moore? Like, it's not... You know, it's... Not a great situation. So... To me, I'm going bullshit. And I really feel that... Like, New Orleans would be the best fit for him at this moment. Provided that... You know... There... He's not suspended. And there's no additional action taken. I know there's no... There's nothing criminal. That's been reported. That there will be no criminal charges. But... We'll see if the league takes action. But, um... Yeah, it just doesn't look good for David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers. Need a little inspiration in the kitchen? Want to try something new? Or maybe you just need a new YouTube cooking show to binge? Well, I have the answer for all three. As You Eat It, hosted by me, Z. I invite you into my home and show you methods designed to empower and inspire you in the kitchen. Cook how you want to cook, eat how you want to eat. Eat as you eat it. That's as you eat it, available only on YouTube. AZ, you eat it. Check it out and let's get cooking. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, it is time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. You know how it goes. We put up a poll after the show. And you vote, and you vote, and you vote. Until the next week when we unveil the winner and do you know who won last week I I don't you don't but I have a feeling you do this one was kind of uh, this was very low-hanging fruit one Mr. Calvin Ridley if you were placing bets on that I think you would have won the pony Calvin <laughs> I think you would have won the pony so hit us up on our poll at Fade Route D N Z on Twitter and again if you have somebody we missed, put it in the honorable mention, and we'll take it from there. So, who are your alleged Superstar of the Week nominees, D? All
1: right, first up, I got Fernando Tatis Jr., one of the highest-paid players in Major League Baseball. Fractured his head, his wrist riding a motorcycle. Come on, you gotta... Your team needs you out three months with this injury that's just that's just ridiculous you're not taking your your profession seriously up next i got a a team the dallas cowboys letting randy gregory hit the free agency and sign with the denver broncos 16 and a half sacks in 50 games guys you can't tell your players to seek better deals and then you think you're gonna sign them dallas cowboys you are my alleged superstar of the week and last and certainly week. The Jaguars signing Christian Kirk for more money per season than Tyree Kill, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, and Adam Thielen. This is a guy who's never had a 1,000-yard season. Ja- J- J- Jacksonville Jaguars front office, you guys are my alleged superstars of the week. What about you, Z?
0: That's pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad, man. What are you
1: doing? What are you doing? Christian Kirk but, was like, where's the pen? I'm going to sign this thing right now.
0: <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving.
1: I'm not leaving. I'm signing this thing. You gave it to me. I'm taking it.
0: Exactly. Now, my question is this. Did, was Evan Ingram waiting outside? Because, <laughs> like, he got ridiculous money, too. Like, I don't under, I don't know what Trent Bulky sees right now. But, as far as what the Jaguars brought in. Brandon Sheriff is the only one that, you know, the only signing that I like. Like, they really shored up that offensive line. So, like, I don't know. And and Balky saying that in the future, you know, free agency isn't the way they want to go. Well, you could have fooled me, Chief. You could have fooled me. I only have two this week, but they're two pretty big ones. Kyrie Irving. Now, I know. I know. He put up 60. He scored 60. Yes. However, that spectacle at the Garden with him walking around like a prima donna, you know, making sure everybody saw him and he's camera ready. He's sitting courtside. Made it all about him. This season has been about him. It's const it's- he is Poochie if you—if everybody follows the Simpsons you had Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie it was written in the contract that you always had to talk about Poochie you had to ask where's Poochie where's Kyrie how's Kyrie feeling dude dropped 60 but he could be doing this all the time he could be doing this all the damn time if he got the vaccine instead of waiting out the vaccine mandate so you know a bonus one LeBron James for saying free Kyrie Kyrie can free himself Kyrie can make the decision to go get a vaccine and then jump back into playing so enough with the free Kyrie stuff LeBron Kyrie can free himself so Kyrie Irving you are my alleged superstar of the week and last but not least The reigning, defending MLS Cup champion, NYCFC. Guys, we gotta talk about this banner. A three by four, yes, three feet by four feet banner to celebrate the first championship in team history. It was unveiled, and you saw the zip ties? It was zip tied! It was zip tied to a hole. Are you kidding me, NYCFC? 3x4. You could do better than that. Please do better than that. I understand you don't have a home of your own. I understand that you're a tenant, and you probably can't drill into the wall. But dude, you can do better than 3x4. NYCFC... You are my Alleged Superstar of the Week. Those are our nominees. If you have any, please hit us up, D N Z on Twitter, and comment on the poll. And for our nominees, just do better, just do better. order up all right boys and girls it is a special edition of order up order up order up in this case we're not ordering up any particular moments or players or movies or anything like that You know what time it is. It is tournament time. It is March Madness time. So it is time for us to talk about our brackets. Who you got in the final four? And are there any notable first and second round games, D?
1: Yeah, so uh, I filled out my bracket online and everybody should too. Uh, But I have a couple of surprises in the first round. I got Vermont beating Arkansas. I have Indiana beating St. Mary's, and I have Marquette beating North Carolina. In the second round, I have TCU beating Arizona. I've got LSU beating Wisconsin, and I've got Providence beating Iowa. I have Providence actually going pretty far, and I have TCU going pretty far. But ultimately, I decided to go with the, the Zags baylor tennessee and auburn in the final four so i got two ones a two and a three how about you z
0: not bad not bad at all and you can play along with us too ladies and gentlemen we have an espn tournament challenge bracket go sign up today pick route 22 so that's pick route 2022 find us sign up Enter your bracket. We have one that's already simmed for the podcast. D and I have entered our individual brackets. DB has also entered his. So you could be playing against some big time heavy hitters here. As far as first round upsets, I usually go for like the the five twelves. I'm looking for the eight nines in traditional, you know, in traditional fashion. My two big upsets, I mean, I have UAB over Houston and I'm taking Indiana over St. Mary's. I just feel like, you know, St. Mary's coming out of the the West Coast Conference. You know, they don't really play stiff enough competition. And I think Indiana will definitely exploit that. Um, As far as surprise teams that make a run, I'm with you on Providence. I think that they will definitely make a pretty good run. Um, I actually have them take out taking out Kansas, in the third round. So another five twelve that you may or may not. I mean, I know you like Iowa, first round. I'm taking Richmond and knock them out. So we'll see how that one goes. But other than that, you know, pretty straightforward. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty straightforward bracket. As far as my Final Four, I have two number ones, a number two, and a number three. So I have Texas Tech and Baylor and I have Arizona and Auburn. Okay. And then who do you so, have meeting in the championship? So Yeah, I'm going Baylor Arizona. I, I mean, I don't believe in Bruce Pearl. Like I I can't I can't do it. I can I just yeah. can't get behind Bruce, no, Bruce Pearl. No, I know.
1: I felt the same way. I had a tough time going with it, but ultimately, I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I just think it's Auburn's time. Uh, and you know their their road is gonna be tough. So I mean, it's you definitely it's definitely possible that they don't get there. But um, no, totally. Who, who's your champion?
0: So I have Arizona beating Baylor. So for me, right. it's a wildcat tournament. But we'll see where it goes. And if you want to join, find our tournament challenge group. Pick route twenty twenty two. Sign up early and make sure you save yourself a spot.
1: This has been the Fade Route with D and Z. You can catch our podcast on Wednesday night on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, stay faded, everyone.
0: We'll talk to you next week. Time for us to run the go route. you want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up at fade route podcast on ig fade route mail at gmail.com or slide in our dms at twitter at fade route dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd